We're going to go on a journey this evening. It is a pilgrimage. Psalm 84. Follow along as I read. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts! My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Even the sparrow has found a home, and the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her young, even your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. They will still be praising you. Selah. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. The rain also covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. Each one appears before God in Zion. O Lord God of hosts, hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Selah. O God, behold our shield and look upon the face of your anointed. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than dwell in the tents of wickedness. For the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. O Lord of hosts, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Like I said, Psalm 84 is a pilgrimage and there's three steps to this pilgrimage. The first that you see in the first uh, four verses there is desire. This pilgrim, this one who is going to set out on this journey, lets us know of their desire, their longing to set out on this journey. And then verses 5 uh, through 8 is the journey itself. And then verses 9 through 12 is delight as he arrives at his destination. First thing we see in Psalm 84 here is desire. How lovely is your tabernacle, O Lord of hosts. Tabernacle is the dwelling place of God. It was a literal place, a tent set up by God, uh, directed by God for the people uh, to put together uh, where uh, the Ark of the Covenant would sit, where God would dwell. How lovely is your tabernacle. Now the tabernacle itself was beautiful. It was pleasing to look on. But what is referenced here is not necessarily just the beauty of the tabernacle, but it is what makes the tabernacle so beautiful, such a place to long after, and that is that that is where God dwells. This is where God is, therefore this is where I want to be. It is beautiful because of who lives there, because of what it represents. How lovely is your tabernacle. O Lord of hosts, God Almighty, who leads the hosts of heaven, and yet who dwells among us in your tabernacle. I long to be there. My soul longs, yes, even faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. I long to be there. I, I am fainting just to be where you are. 
The psalmist here is so desperate as he pours out his heart, it, it almost comes across as, as kind of cheesy to us, does it not? It almost reminds us of like a romantic love letter from one of those shows from the like, romantic period. Just overly dramatic. My soul longs, even faints for you. But that's what the psalmist feels. He just wants to be in the presence of God. This is everything to him. This is life itself. To be with God. To know God. My heart and my flesh. Everything within me cries out for the living God. That's what makes this God unique, is it not? The fact that he is a living God. That he is real. That he's not like the stone and the wood. The empty gods. But this God is real. This God lives. This God loves. He hears. He knows. And he really does dwell in this tabernacle. He really does care about his people. So my heart and my flesh cry out for the living God. Verse 3 is kind of funny. It, again, it almost reminds us of one of those cheesy romantic letters. Even the sparrow has found a home, the swallow a nest for herself, where she may lay her eggs, even your altars, O Lord of hosts. And just picture some young man writing a letter. I long to be the bird that sits on your window seal. I am so jealous of him. That's kind of the idea here. The psalmist is jealous of the bird that makes its nest on the grounds of the tabernacle, even in the altars of God. He gets to be there where you are, so close to you. My king and my God. You can just feel the, de the devotion, the submission, the, the worship, the awe, the love of God that's coming through. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. I want to be there. I am longing. Blessed are those who are there. They will still be praising you. They have no idea how good they have it. As the psalmist proclaimed as he's setting out on his journey, I want to be there now. Blessed are those. They have no idea how good they have it. That's often the case, is it not? We have no idea how good we have it until we don't have it. In fact, that was, as you look back on 2020, Many people started the year with the theme, uh, 2020, you know, clear vision. And then 2020 did not go nearly as well as everyone expected it to. And yet, I think we came out of 2020 in kind of an odd roundabout way with a clearer vision than we went into it with. Because we didn't have things that we had just grown so accustomed to. We took a, a month or two where we didn't gather as the church. And so when we came back, it was so sweet. We longed for that. We had no idea how good we really do have it. May we never take that for granted again. Blessed are those who dwell in your house. I want to be there. Now, in verses 5 to 8, he sets out on his journey. This pilgrim, he leaves wherever he is, and he sets out. Blessed is the man whose strength is in you. He needs strength for the journey ahead of him. And he's setting out on his pilgrimage, whose heart is set on pilgrimage. 
to go to visit the tabernacle where God is, a regular practice at this time. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a spring. Valley of Baca, it's an unknown location. It was a real place. It was some kind of a, a, a valley or an area that was very dry, apparently. It was not an easy place to go through. It was not a fun place to go through on this pilgrimage. And yet, the psalmist here is not bemoaning the place that he go, that he has the, the fact that he has to go through this miserable valley. He's rejoicing that he gets to go through it because of where he's going. Even the 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 difficulty of going through this place that is not any fun, even that is lifted to rejoicing because of where I'm going. Because I get to go to the tabernacle. I get to go into the presence of God. On the way to the tabernacle, it, it is a joy because it is on the way to worship. It is dry and it is not fun. And yet these pilgrims who go through it, they make it a spring the rain covers it with pools. They go from strength to strength. That's not typically how it works. Right? You start out on a journey, whether it's a long drive. My family and I just got back from South Carolina a few weeks ago. That is a long drive. It's not fun. Many of you have done long drives across the country. You set out on that and you're excited. Right? You're filled with, with strength. You're excited to hit the road to go where you're going. And, and you get going and you get down the road and that strength quickly dissipates. You lose that excitement. You go from strength and excitement to weak and tired and worn out. But on this journey, they go from strength to strength. The anticipation and the joy of, of going to the tabernacle where God is gives them strength for the journey. And each time when they would get down, each time when they would start to feel overwhelmed or tired or worn out, they would get to a new level of strength as they remembered where they are going. We are going to worship the Lord. And each step gets us closer. When each one appears before God in Zion, where this tabernacle is. Oh, Lord God of hosts. Again, focusing on God's might. He is the leader of the armies of heaven. He is so great, and yet I get to go to where he is. Hear my prayer. Give ear, O God of Jacob. Then as you get to verses 9 to 12, the pilgrim arrives. And he delights in what he has so longed for. O God, behold our shield. Look upon the face of your anointed. The idea here is the king. The shield would be the idea of the, the, the king, your anointed, the one who guards and protects the way that these pilgrims travel. They have arrived. For a day in your courts is better than a thousand. A day in your courts is better than a thousand. I would give my whole life to spend one day here in this tabernacle, here with my God. Just one day of worship, of sacrifice, of praise. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. A doorkeeper 
I would rather not even get inside and just stay in the doorway, just close enough to serve, not even in the sanctuary, just near the presence of God, just as close as I can be, even just in the doorway, not even getting in, but just in the doorway is infinitely better than to rule in the midst of and enjoy whatever fleeting pleasures offered by wickedness. I would rather serve God than rule in wickedness, to dwell in the tents of wickedness. It is sweet to be here, for the Lord God is a sun and shield. The Lord will give grace and glory. He is my protector. He is my provider. He gives me all that I need. No good thing will he withhold from those who walk uprightly. He cares for those who trust in him. He cares for those who delight in him. And he will withhold nothing from me that I need. There's a New Testament verse that we often quote that goes along with that same idea. Romans 8.28 All things work together for good for those who love God, those who are called according to his purpose. All things work together for good. No good thing will he withhold for those who walk with the Lord. And then again, verse 12, O Lord of hosts, great, mighty, powerful God, blessed is the man who trusts in you. You may have noticed as you worked your way through that psalm that each section, as he starts off on his journey, as he's on his journey, and then now as he's arrived, each section has a blessed. Before he sets out, blessed are those who dwell in your house. As he's on the journey, blessed is the man whose strength is in you. Now that he's arrived, blessed is the man who trusts in you. Blessed is the man who dwells in the house of the Lord, who finds his strength in the Lord, and who trusts in the Lord. Blessed is the man who loves the Lord, who depends on the Lord, and who believes the Lord. The idea here is, blessed is the one who serves the Lord. Really what the psalmist is getting at in this psalm is to put within the people to recognize, to help them to see what a privilege it is to come into God's presence. To know that he hears. To know his love. That he cares. He knows. What a privilege it is to come into the presence of this God. The God of hosts. The God whom the, the, the armies of heaven follow. And yet we get to come to where he dwells, and we get to worship. <laughs> it's a beautiful picture in this psalm of a pilgrimage, of the longing to be at that place where God is. And yet, in the church, we rejoice that we don't have to go to one location. We don't have to go on a pilgrimage to Jerusalem to be with God. We have the Holy Spirit who indwells us. We rejoice to know that the Lord hears our prayers, that he is with us, that he sees us, that he will never let us go. And so I think what we learn as we come to this psalm, at first I think it's a rebuke to us. 
for the things that we so often take for granted, that we have access to God, that we don't have to go somewhere. But in Christ, we can come boldly before the throne of grace. And so let, let this psalm be a rebuke to your cold heart. What a privilege it is to come into the presence of God, to bring your requests. What a privilege it is to gather as the church and to sing the praises of this God, to lift his name, to know that he hears, that he sees and he knows. May this wake us up from a cold routine, from mindless singing that's not really worship. May light a fire in us, even as it was meant to do to these pilgrims. What a privilege it is to come into God's presence. Secondly, may it give strength to our weary souls. That second part, as the, as the pilgrim is on this journey, he goes from strength to strength because of where he's going, because of the opportunities that he has. Life is hard. And we are so often so weary, and yet, be encouraged. Be encouraged that God hears your prayers. Be encouraged that he sees, that he knows. Be encouraged that you can pray at a moment's notice, at any time you can go into his presence. Be encouraged. Find strength in the fact that your God sees and hears and knows. And finally, may, may this psalm open our eyes to the glory of God and the privilege of worship. Again, may we never take it for granted. I mean, it was just last year, at the end of the year, when we were saying, man, we will never take gathering as the church for granted again. And yet, how many of us have already, in one year, taken it for granted? How many of us on Sunday morning wake up not excited to be here, but we just drag ourselves out of bed again? And we get here, and it's sweet once we sing, but, but we don't long for it. We don't look forward to it. We don't, it's almost sometimes as if church is just something that we tack on at the end, rather than something that we build our lives around. The opportunity to come and to worship the Lord together, corporately. So may we never take that for granted. What a privilege it is to come into God's presence. That's the theme of this psalm. And may we never forget it. With that, we're going to